Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome to my Shot of Life podcast with your co-host, Steven. And I'm Victor. Howdy from North Kakalaki. <laughs> I think I just broke that up in, at, the begin, at the end part of it. Pretty good. Pretty uh, solid. So on this week's episode, guys, we're going to be discussing white-collar work environments and the various demands the environment has on its employees. Uh, we're two white-collar employees, so we have quite a bit to say about that. Sure do. Uh, despite our redneck <laughs> When I words. said sure do, I did not mean that. Yeah. Speaking from our own personal experiences and also those in similar positions, so we'll be representing those people, uh, we'll be exploring the impact that the live-to-work attitude has on modern-day citizens. Our psyche... Our, <sighs> that's it. <laughs> that's a good sum. The sigh just kind of sums it all up. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. how we feel. So today, guys, we dipped into our stash. We got, uh, I think you have five or six different bottles of this. Sure do. Dang and it. by different bottles, it is different types of this. Yeah. Old Forester. If you haven't heard of it. Well, today you're going to. Yeah, this is our my first time trying it. I've never had it before, and you know. There we go. Who recommended this to you? No one. I saw a bunch of bottles of, of <laughs> like the same, like crazy colors on. Yeah, the like labels. Old Forester, and they had five different kinds, and I was like, let's get them all. All right. Well, I don't know what the difference is between them, but today we're having the first bottled bourbon of Old Forester Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and this is 86 proof. Mm. So. Starting off today, 43% alcohol per volume. George Garwin Brown says, this is the stuff to drink. He's the owner, by the way. I think, or the creator. Cheers. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Today's episode, during Toilet Talk, we'll talk about the different flushing mechanisms and their impact on the bathroom experience. Afterwards, we're going to be talking about in our, I guess, recurring segment now, this is the third time we've done this. Sure Versus fast food restaurants, chicken edition. Boom. Blow That's KFC, Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, Bojangles. I'll pick a side. Vic will pick a side. He'll probably pick the worst side, per usual. And we'll do battle. In the arena. And following our topics today, we will wrap up our review for the Old Forester straight bourbon whiskey pretty good Vic you're a white collar man in a white collar world it's true how do you do it well you see I just go into work every day and I work a little bit and then I go home and work more mm. and then that sounds fun you know when I should be sleeping I'm actually working and then I'll get a couple Z's and then I'll go back to work I wake up and then work that's how I do it that's how we all do it. Though you're being a little bit little. Hy- hyperbolic. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those things where I feel like work is always on our mind. So even if we're not working, it's thinking about, well, I could be getting ahead of this right now. I have a client coming up. It's good if I just go ahead and start doing this stuff and prep for the work that I will have to do in the future. So do the work now, maybe lower the workload in the future. But then that gets you in some sort of paradox. Yeah. So you're always under some sort of constant pressure, constant stress of 
you know, knowing you have to get work done and other people are depending on you, not, not just your team, but also your client, you're in a client serving position. So it's that constant just dilemma of, you know, I can get some stuff done today, but there's always more to do tomorrow. And if I get done today, what I need to get done, I might as well just keep working to get some stuff off my plate for tomorrow. Yeah. For the future, just so that it'll be a little bit less work that I have to do then. Cause who knows? I might want to do something fun but in the future. Have, so. Has that ever paid off for you? Have you ever gotten some stuff done on like Thursday knowing that it was going to lighten your load on Friday, but then ended up on Friday doing stuff that's going to lighten your load on Monday. So you still work the same hours on Friday instead well, of leaving. I've seen that happen before where it piles up or it, I guess it's not really piling up, but it's, you're knocking down these dominoes, but there's like dominoes being placed at the end of the line, so to speak. Yep. So you're not, you're never getting ahead of it. It's just getting into a longer line. How I see it is, if you finish your work too early, you're going to get put on another job. What's what's my saying? Under promise, over, over deliver. deliver. Boom. I do think that is a good motto to live by, but don't under promise to the point that you're not doing anything or you're not <laughs> putting anything out there. Uh, Have a little bit of promise. Just a little bit. Yeah, so you had a good point was that, you know, working too much now to get to find like an open spot in the future but then you still have your hour requirements that you have to meet yeah uh i think our our our, i guess our office isn't too strict about that if you were to become in a situation where you're not that in demand i guess you could potentially roll on to another client if it is your own doing and that you've gotten yourself ahead i don't think i've ever seen that situation happen so i'm not really sure how that would play out Well, I think we should clarify that Stephen and I are both CPAs, and we work long, long hours, especially this time of year. We work in financial statement engagements where we're public engagements file. We're essentially essentially glorified fact checkers, and yeah. uh, we're in the weeds of companies' financial statements in order to verify the accuracy and presentation for their users such as you know investors or banks yeah Yeah. that are loaning these places money um and so that's what we do and so it is a client-based you know minimum hour requirement position that we're in as most cpas know the the minimum requirement is kind of a joke yeah Um, because you you never really know how much you'll have to work that week and it all depends i guess it boils down to how good your client is if they can get you stuff in time if you can turn that work around fast enough and then also if you have enough time scheduled on your schedule if you if you've been placed on a client too short so when the schedule puts you on an engagement you're on there for a fixed amount of time it could it could be extended or it could be uh lowered but for the most part it's set in stone depending three weeks bam there you go three weeks or what yeah we'll say three weeks is the way to go but you could face troubles early on in the audit, which means that you've already been scheduled for another audit after that. It piles up, and then you just have to get the job done. So you didn't anticipate for you to have a light week on your first week because you've been ready. You did all your planning. You sent things out. You just didn't get anything from the client. So what does that mean? That means you're screwed three weeks from now and you're rolling off the engagement onto another engagement, and uh, you have to 
just kind of eat it up and work a little bit later answer emails from two different companies it just gets a little bit messy field phone calls it's a fun time it's well, a good time thing, and i mean we'll get into more detail about other occupations as well you know i've got family members in the law field as well as in uh the surgical field i guess you know other white collar positions so i'm curious i would be curious to see how they are scheduled out because i'm sure that you can see their schedules that even when nurses is that you would work 10 hours or 12 hours or whatever it is uh but if someone came in rushed the hospital you know, your 12 hour might turn into an 18 hour shift. You, hmm. you don't know that it could be, that's like a worst case scenario, but say you're leaving, you're, you're just not getting off, but then, you know, a shooting happens as it has been frequently. Um, you're taking, you're tending to kids or you're tending to adults or whoever it is that gets hurt. And your whole day is two whole days. Yep. So where do you stand on salary? Do you think that we talked about the hour expectation. I guess it's always subject to change because you don't know. Uh, it, it's dependent on the situation, right? So you have a requirement of when your salary, 40 hours. Yep. I, I believe that's how it is. I don't think it goes down to 35. I can't remember because you have to have an hour requirement to hit your benefits. Mm-hmm. So see the 35, it's 40. So you work your 40 hours, you get paid your salary, right? Mm-hmm. But but you work in a white collar position that requires employees to work overtime without compensation that's the situation that a lot of people in these positions find themselves lawyers doctors cpas you know all these professions yes they're compensated well yeah but is it adequate given the amount of hours these people are putting in and the negative side effects of putting in those extra hours well what would your negative side effect be victor well steve what have you what have you affect what is steven you ignorant slut first-hand experiences first-hand experiences dating dating number one issue uh that's why they make fishbowl fishbowl all the cool kids are on it yeah dating hard uh finding time to just like hang out with my dog struggle finding time to do the things although recently i have taken more initiative in doing things throughout the week that take time away from work in order to stay sane um but it's pretty much everything. This idea of finding time to keep my body in shape, finding time to cook a decent meal to eat. Yeah. Well, Doing... the biggest thing between both of us, I feel like, is that we don't really go out and spend money on dinner. Mm-mm. But then you do see a lot of people in our field or related fields work late, and then you know the easiest thing to do is I'm going to run by McDonald's, I'm going to run by Bojangles, whatever grab a meal because it's quick it's easy i can get home eat it and then do kind of spend the time on myself and do whatever i want to do after that yeah or work more yeah never i've never done that i've never worked more but i would yeah i would say though that we're pretty good about not having to not going down a a dark hole of being slobs eating 
trashy food all the time or descending into take, you know, obesity we're, st- we're still finding a, a way to take care of our bodies in a way that is adequate yeah but it is it's often a struggle especially this time of year and i know other professions you know it might be year-round it might be just yeah. a couple weeks here a couple weeks there that the struggle is real as those millennials might say stress eating oh that's always the worst especially whenever eating well stress eating is bad enough but it makes it worse when people bring in boxes of cookies, boxes of chocolate, uh, buttered popcorns passed out. I mean, in ready ready to eat meals, people bring stuff in that Heat you know it it's frozen mm-hmm. or whatnot, you know, ready prepared, and they've got a ton of sodium, or it might not be super healthy, and it's just you know constant. It's literally feeding into these negative side effects stress obesity heart attacks Uh, crippling depression and anxiety that can happen absolutely i guess whenever you're only focused on work or whenever you feel like you're always trying to have a deliverable uh meet a deadline it's a lot of pressure on you you know and especially whenever you sometimes i guess i've seen that you try to put the work out but then you get delayed by something and then you feel like you have to stay longer to finish that one thing that you wanted to do because you had to, instead of doing the work you wanted, you had to do other work. Oh, that was me today. And that so, happens. Yeah. It happens all too frequently. And it happens from top to bottom in our company. It's not yeah. just us. It's, you know, it's positions below us. You write a list down. You're like, this is what I'm doing today. And then 12 different things pop up. And you get those 12 things done. But then you look at your original list. And everything's still on it, and it is depressing. And I know that with our supervisors, their job is to review our work, but then they're getting asked questions from four different jobs that they're working on. The partner's the same way, even more high level, but, you know, 10 jobs or 12 jobs, you know, whatever it is. So I can understand the struggle from top to bottom. It's not just us or me complaining about where we're at. It's just altogether white-collar we have to we're going through this together so, i guess our job or what we're trying to do is speak out for all of us and say what we're going through and maybe a solution i don't know right right and so all of this stress in the environment and in client serving positions uh you have deadlines like you mentioned you have this constant pressure to get jobs done adding to stress adding to anxiety do you think that in the modern society that we live in today the constant connectivity that we have feeds into this machine of getting things done for work purposes you know you've got it laptops are Mm. laptops because they and, and everyone uses them now no one uses desktops anymore Unless you work a cushy nine to five job and you leave, have to take your, yeah, you yeah. leave your work at work. But laptops are transportable because like I said cushy nine to five job. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, even though that those people still go through struggles too. Oh, I'm sure they stress, but, and they may occasionally work. Your, they may occasionally work a forty five hour week. Oh man, that sounds terrible. Oh, we're enclosed this week. I gotta work. An hour oh, later today. Oh, uh, when I went to work, it was dark, and when I left, it was still dark. <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into rough stories in a little bit. Um, but I want to say, like, about the phones. 
smartphones, your email is always connected to Oh, so there's you. an like, expectation. There's an expectation that you're be always there, ready. ready. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, do you think that adds to it? Do you think there is should be some sort of and I know companies are different in that some offer, you know, some they either pay for the phone or they offer some sort of rebate so that you do get this information on your phone. Me, for example, I refuse to download, which some people listening might be surprised. I do not have work email on my phone. I am not supplemented for it by the company, and I, I need my space. So yeah. that is the one thing. If you need me for something for work, call me. If Text it's that me. urgent. If it's that urgent. But if you try and email me something, sorry. It's my time. Well, I actually do have it on my phone, and I guess I haven't been in too many situations where I was super stressed out and was like, I gotta answer this out. I think a couple of times this this busy season I was, uh, but I don't know. I mean, like I, I've had situations where I, I've definitely needed to email someone immediately after I got it, um, so it does come in handy. But I understand the need to get away from it mm. like uh i try not to look at it after work hours maybe well when i say work hours i mean like after like 8 p.m 9 p.m <laughs> 7 or 8 p.m yeah uh that's a little bit too late i remember getting yelled at by a manager when i was a staff this is at my old company i emailed the client at 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and then he's like you're not supposed to email the client that early in the morning they're not supposed to know we're working that late and I was like, why Why do they not need to... They need to know we're working our butt off to get this stuff done. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't understand that, but... Um, yeah, I have... I mean, when I send emails, if I'm working late at night, I normally program them within Outlook to send immediately when I first log on in the morning. So when I boot my computer up at like, you know, 6 or 7 a.m., whenever I open Outlook, it sends the email automatically. So if I drafted it 2 a.m., I don't want to send it that early. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it goes out first thing in the morning. I got you. Fun times. So what are some experiences you had, whether they were at your old company or your current company, or ones that you've heard of? You know, you brought up an example of nurses and doctors, and in that field, you know, they have emergencies come up, and they may have been working a 12-hour shift already and that might turn into a second 12-hour shift back to back um they may be able to get an hour or two of sleep in the rooms that they have reserved there uh or in our case in someone's office on an air mattress or i've heard that one. um you know lawyers they run into deadlines and i know we're hitting the same white collar positions but there are other instances i'm sure with companies working with deadlines regardless of your position um, of working those crazy hours. What's the uh, well, story we had, you got for me? We had one a year ago where the, the deadline was the next day, and so it was kind of all hands on deck. People joined the engagement to help out. The engagement file crashed on the cloud-based server that we have. That sounds, you, I guess you would that sounds really fun. And then, yeah, so everyone was kind of like twiddling their thumbs for three hours, but the whole goal was for everyone to stay overnight so all the work could get done the next day well you know you lost five to six hours of work because because it crashed uh the next day you know some people were sleeping under desks uh some people were just like floating around like zombies like zom- i mean i remember sleeping on like a zombies 
a stool or something. I don't uh, know, yeah, we have some bench like benches in the office. Yeah, I was I woke up at like seven a.m., got up, washed my face off, and then just we hammered it out the rest of the day. And I think I slept for twelve hours the next yeah. day after that. So, um, you know, when the job calls and you have to do the work, you do the work, you know. And I think a lot of people who have these jobs they they want to. Uh, well, the biggest thing for me is that everyone wants to everyone wants to have agency, so they want to have a purpose and they want to feel like they're contributing to something bigger than what they are, right? Um, even when you're working in a white collar job, you still want to feel like you're helping out. I'm doing the like I have to do my part, and again, we're part of the team, so we all do our own roles, and then we can execute this thing the way that we want to do it. Um, and if you're working for a private organization, public organization, if you're working for the government whatever it is like you feel like you are fitting in and you're you're the piece to the puzzle that does this some people say the cog in the machine that's sometimes a little bit depressing (laughs) (laughs) so it depends on however you see it if it's agency or if it's if it's a, a piece of the puzzle that could be incomplete without you or i don't know but uh whatever makes you helps you get through the day you know i guess i was just saying that People want to feel that when they're working for a company. So whenever they go through the hard times, they're willing to, if, if you are in that mindset, you'll do whatever it takes to contribute to that plan. Yeah. You know? We'll and get into the compensation a little bit later. Did I say compensation? Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily but, saying compensation. Right. But to go more into that, I mean, my example of kind of that, uh, not horror story, but you know, around the same time last year, I was on an engagement that worked similar hours. You know, we were in the office by 6 a.m. every day working until midnight, one o'clock, you know, a couple hours of sleep back in the office doing it again. And so in order to issue, but you're surrounded by people. I hesitate to say this because I, I think I've been using it too often in my everyday conversation, but it's the most fun I never want to have again. And so, you know, I enjoyed my time on the engagement. I learned a ton. I liked the people that I work with. And putting in the hours wasn't necessarily this huge burden, um, even though I was, you know, lacking sleep and my parents were in town visiting and I didn't get to see them, the what, more than like three hours over the course of a week mm-hmm. because I would go to work before they woke up and I would come home when they were already asleep. So it kind of sucks uh, from that standpoint. But... You know, you do these things because, yeah, it does make you feel good. You do feel like you're contributing to something bigger um, than just, you know, yourself in your own life. You're helping other people make a living. But it comes down to a couple of different things. Uh, the expectation that in today's society, uh, especially with white collar positions, and I guess even in other positions, you are expected now to put in that extra effort and not necessarily expect anything in return. And then that blends into the compensation portion, which, you know, you have these salaried positions out there that are, you know, most other places, hey, you're going to be working 40, maybe a couple hours over 40, but you're going to be getting paid a nice salary. Whereas these other positions, lawyers, they have a standard billing rate. 
you know, they're not charging overtime necessarily. They're just going to bill you for the extra hours. So they can just work more if they want to make more money. Yeah, basically. They can take on more clients. And or... in the industry itself, like you, you almost have to. That's the expectation from a client standpoint because if you don't take the phone call at 2 a.m. Someone from, else will. Yeah, someone else will. So they will take their money elsewhere. And uh, so that's kind of the expectation. And then from from our standpoint, we don't see really much in the realm of compensation for working 80 plus hours a week. You know, we're, we're salaried at whatever it is, 40 hours a week, technically more. We know what we're getting into. Um, but why is that the case? Why is the expectation, hey, you're, you're going to get paid the same, but also, you know, a quarter of the year you're going to be working double what you're supposed to be working or normally working like so you're saying why is that fair or is yeah. that and i know it's like legally something out there as far as like white collar positions go there's no obligation for these companies to to pay overtime whereas with a lot of blue collar working jobs you like, get time and a half. You get time and a half most of the time. You mm -hmm. work holidays. You know, I mean, there's like a there specific are plenty, law plenty of national exceed. holidays that we don't get off. Yeah, you know, we're sitting there working full days. Some of them fall. Good Friday. Yeah, some of them fall. That's not a national holiday, but it's not. It's a religious holiday. Well, not I know, a but so holiday. is Christmas. And I guess got Christmas him. is got a national burned holiday. Uh, well, speaking Shouldn't of that be. holiday, that's religiousism. We try to reach out to. Um, we do business with uh, the UK. They were off Good Friday and Good Monday. Good Monday's a thing. Good Monday is in UK. Dang man! They just get all the days off. I'm moving, and I'm pretty sure they work less too. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a uh, an employee who did a work exchange program over in the UK and I believe worked like some weeks less than 40 hours and like you know they would get their 40 hour cap and they'd be like all right see ya like there's always next week and that's that's, that's the society today um, of the live to work versus the work to live you know a lot of European countries they work to live they make a living by working and then, they, and then go they go home and then they enjoy themselves exactly whereas in the united states and you know in a couple other countries around the world especially in japan which they have yeah. you know one of the Absolutely. highest highest suicide rates um because they're just working the people into the ground you know they and so live, they have the suicide nets yeah people, yeah, people jumping off jumping buildings and then yeah. saving them or get back in the factory and work some more <laughs> Jeez. so you brought up a good point earlier which was talking about if you're not working hard enough there's someone else that will so we're in a position and it kind of is what makes the united states great in the sense that you can work your ass off and then get to where you want to be as long as you're pushing you're pushing you're pushing and that's like that's your life you can focus on all you want to do is make money and you can make money like eventually down the road if you put in enough time you can do it right i mean we both feel that way and there's the, the competitive nature in our country is probably what drove drove up the the hours in a work week, right? If you're not going to work it, I'm going to hire someone who is willing to do it. You don't want to work 45 hours or 50 hours a week during this time of the year, or 55 or 60, you know, whatever the number is. Someone out there is going to want to do it, and someone out there is hungry for a job. And it's not even only that. So we have a culture in 
not in our office specifically, but I can attest to just seeing how different people work because not everyone works the same. Even in an office of 100 people, everyone works completely differently. So some people like being alone. Some people like working together. Some people need hands-on with you know with others to to go through different things but you can tell that some people work harder than other people and that's just how it is that's how some people are they're driven to work harder than other people and so if I'm not putting up the quality work or if someone's if there are multiple people who are overshooting what is necessary to do the job or I guess what is the baseline we'll say that so if there's a baseline for everybody and then you have a quarter or a fifth of the office overshooting that baseline then that expectation kind of creeps up a little bit more mm-hmm. so it's not it's not at the same baseline anymore it's it's a little bit above that saying all right well then they're doing this like now what are you guys doing to kind of keep up is that fair I that mean, some people just i mean it is i get it we both have a profession uh, we have licenses it is an important job that we we do, or at least it is stated to be very important. Yeah, we like to think that it's important. Uh, it is one of the top five, top ten most trusted. Like uh, if you're looking for a job or if you're... Somebody? No, trusted like professions, like the general public oh, perceives really? CPAs now. We've, we've made now a dramatic thought, recovery from the likes of en- Enron and Farmore and... And I thought that <laughs> lawyers would be WorldCom, all those places. But De- yeah, lawyers defense. are toward the bottom of the list. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was making the joke. Way defense attorneys. Besties. Yeah, so is it is that hurting us? Is that we're all driving too hard? And so it's only making expectations go up more and more for each person. It's It's tough. It's a fine line because you're always taught, you know, hard work pays off and, you know, the drive that you need to succeed in the world and that's kind of what everybody is used to and that's what they present in the workplace and that makes it just harder and more competitive and in order to compete you have to to raise the bar for yourself and it's fair i guess it sucks it does but but it is fair what isn't fair i guess the argument against would be well if you don't like it you can go work at so and so yeah you can go do so and so Mm -hmm. but is that you think that's a fair argument? I don't know. There's a little bias in there? Maybe. So the last thing I want to touch on before we leave the subject entirely is the amount of... We talked about the hours, the stress, the anxiety, meeting deadlines, going through all the stress. I mean, you're also... We haven't really touched on much of the benefits, right? The stability, the the benefits package that you get, the compensation we've talked about a little bit. But the biggest hardest driver for me looking at this objectively is what this stress and what the the number of hours does to your personal life and your family and children's lives yeah it takes away from family life traditional family life which you know we're not gonna get into that because i guess traditional family life now has come where both spouses are working and that's become significantly more of the norm than it was in the past but you know it's less time together less time together to have a family to 
participate in stress relieving activities you know you want to go take a vacation well now you got to work around two schedules and you got to work around all the hours that you're working and uh, it makes things significantly more difficult and then when you do get the chance to spend some time together I mean I've seen it hundreds of times not hundreds but to bring up more of a personal example I would say you know your girlfriend comes over to hang out for the night mm-hmm. and you just fall asleep yep on the couch like i'll be cooking dinner all the time yeah i'll get back from was, the gym valentine's cooking dinner day. Was valentine's yeah valentine's day, day to the sea i was dinner, like and then she made she went to go make dessert and i fell asleep at like 8 30 that was it or she'll come over at nine and then we'll talk for an hour and then go to sleep yep that's i mean that's adult life right or maybe it's maybe it's not how it should be but that's how it is i remember when i was younger just trying to like imagine what adulthood would be like and how much fun it would be you know you're making having time making bank doing what you want living your own life and now it's like man i wish i could just go to bed at nine work normal hours yeah it's 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 a long way but yeah social life tough to balance because i also care about my body so i have to dedicate you know so many hours probably five to six hours a week minimum whether it be at the gym or outside doing some sort of physical activity so there's more lost time to spend you know out socializing with other people you've got sleep which over the week you are deprived of so you try and catch up on the weekends and then that's less time for social activities when other people are available it's really just kind of well it doesn't play so much for me mentally just yet Although we did joke earlier that I was, yeah, I'm working uh, significant hours this week and have some travel involved, so I'm waking up earlier than normal that I would fall into a laughing attack of some sort throughout the episode. I've made it successfully so far, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Vic hasn't got his 10 hours of beauty rest That's this right. week. My wrinkle cream day. is failing me, so I need my beauty sleep. Uh, That's... I think that's as far as I want to get into it, or at least unless you had anything else, was just, um, I mean, you talked about, as we're wrapping up, how it affects your personal life. I'm worried that I get to the point where I do have a family, and then work comes first, and then I can't make my kids recital, or, you know, whatever the <laughs> crap that happens in all the Those movies. classic tropes in the movies. Yeah. Which we talk about on episode 12, 11. 12 one of the episodes that we recently published <laughs> something check out the website myshotoflife.com for all of your my shot of life podcast needs so um, i'm hoping that i guess as we rely more on technology as ai starts making or becoming a bigger part i am very cautiously optimistic about the future because i don't i don't really think it's going to hurt our profession but I do think it's going to hurt a lot of people's professions and I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or not. Yeah, I think eventually things will even out. People will be compensated, enough people will throw fits or just reject the the uh the system, pr- the, the system. you know, we've got blue collar, not blue collar, but people working menial jobs in society demanding $15 an hour for minimum wage and it's like you know that's only going to make things worse as far as 
If that's the case, people who are CPAs currently are going to be like, well, heck, I can go make $15 an hour flipping burgers. Why should I work 80 hours a week, you know, killing myself? And when you break down all of the the wages after salary versus hours, you know, that $15 looks pretty decent. That's true. But anyway, we can... Speaking of flipping burgers... We can take whatever we just said and flush it all down the toilet. Or... Oh, no, that's a good transition. Flipping burgers. Or flipping flipping burgers. (laughs) What about flipping chicken tenders? Krabby patties. Because on today's episode of Versus, Versus, we have introduced a new segment to the show called Versus. Versus. Where, I think it's just fight. Fight! (laughs) I don't know. It's the only thing I could find, the only sound clip I could find. From Mortal Kombat 2, I think. Nice. Yeah. Props, man. Uh, Yeah, so talking about chicken fast, fast food, food restaurants. That's right. So we've Do got four Do we on pick two? the plate. I mean, I don't know. We might pick the same one. Who knows? I think we should go, we should rank them one to four real quick for everybody. We've got, wait, wait, in no, wait. no specific okay. order, yeah. KFC, Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, and Bojangles. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of each. That's right. We're going to pick a favorite, maybe rank them. What do you say? Yeah. All All right. right. So, first, starting off, KFC. The best gravy out of all four. And KFC is the original big daddy chicken spot. I mean, you go fried chicken, or you think fried chicken, KFC. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Uh, But I don't think it's, like, the best fried chicken. They do have white meat chicken. I just don't know if it's the breading isn't that great. It's kind of like decent. Blend of 13 original spices. I don't remember how many it is. I don't care. I just know that. The kernels. I just know the kernel's a girl now. Yeah. What's that called? Isn't it Reba McIntyre? Yeah. You girls wanted this. This is what you got. (laughs) This is what you get. Reba as the kernel. Is there a a word for a female kernel? A kernel. Kernel-s. A kernel? Cardinal. Cardinal. Uh, so we'll get in oh, a little think? more, a little more detail. I think with KFC. What do you think? I mean, they're like when I think KFC, I think quick family meal. I think the big bucket. There you go, big bucket mm-hmm. or picnic. Sure. That's oh, that's like uh, all the sides. Yeah, Slaw all the sides. And, uh, Bam. So that's what I think of yeah. when I think KFC. I don't okay. think, okay. hmm, I'm hungry for fried chicken. I'm going to go to KFC. No. I'm thinking, nope. I got a family at home to yes. feed, or we're yes. going out for the day, maybe tailgate, maybe tailgating. I do think of mm-hmm. another one on our list for okay. tailgating. Yeah. But but the so the best thing at KFC is the <laughs> French fries. <laughs> <laughs> biscuits, really? Uh, they're pretty good. Okay. So you like biscuits. I think their mashed potatoes and gravy are the best. I think it's just the gravy. The mashed potatoes are probably just microwave potatoes. <laughs> Inst- being honest, instant mashed. Inst- yeah, it probably is. Uh, but I do think that gravy's best. Chicken, eh, Meh. could go without. Yeah. If you All get right. a nice, the extra crispy, that's the way you got to yeah, go that is. for me. All right, next on the list, Chick-fil-A. Okay. What do best you got going on? chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, it doesn't matter which one it is. Whether it's reg- original or spicy. It doesn't matter. All of them are good. Yeah. The grilled, the grilled's a little bit... I, I would... I do eat the grilled chicken sandwich, but I don't think it's the best mm. sandwich they have. Mm. The original's oh, yeah. amazing. 
but the spicy is so the secret secret's got to be the peanut oil right it's got to be and what do you think so the waffle fries now they're just regular french fries cut into the waffle pattern do you think there's anything special going on there do you think it's the appeal that the fact that it's a waffle that people rave about their fries well for me i think a thinner fry is always better mm. if you have a fat fry it it uh the inside doesn't get cooked all the way. You ever get those end ones, the end waffle fries? That's like all skin and they're like yeah, yeah you know, pretty yeah. thick and mm-hmm. and not not very good. Yeah, they're not quality but, control. Chick Fil A, watch out for that. But the biggest thing, yeah, is that they're thinner fries. I think the way they cut them mm-hmm. and they fry it around it, so more crispy, holds a lot of ketchup. Not does. too much ketchup. Yeah, it but, does you know, hold ketchup better than yeah. a normal fry. So there you go. Great I think point. They, they took that into effect. So fries i would say a plus chicken sandwiches best the wraps are even good some of their salads are pretty good too can't go wrong with chick-fil-a honestly. and you're thinking bam quick and easy they've got an app out there even now pretty healthy, that is fantastic yeah say. reasonably healthy um they have an app i know a lot of us in in our office at least use that order ahead pick up in store you know you pay right on your phone uh, quick easy they give you rewards and stuff now i've got a free spicy chicken sandwich sitting in my account that yeah, i need to so redeem just got a free small soft drink today for no reason where you at Bojangles? came out of nowhere so chick-fil-a great app great food quick and easy sweet tea i uh, no thanks i'll pass uh lemonade <sighs> iced coffee all that stuff they have extra stuff on the oh, board some people talk about their milkshakes too I haven't had it yet, but I've never heard, had one. But they say them. good things. Yeah. So then you got a little extra on the menu as well. So now we're diving into two ones that are actually specialty chicken places within the fast food chicken realm. Is First on the list, Cajun chicken, Popeyes, Cajun, Louisiana fast, if you will. Mm-hmm. Popeyes chicken, best biscuits out of all four of these places. Oh, there they you go. butter them. They butter them down. They are amazing. So what do you think about the chicken? It's got a little twang to it mm. because it's got that New Orleans style. It's a little bit spicier, but I don't I don't taste too much of the spice. I feel like there's less meat in it. Mm. Is that have you noticed they that? They do like it's like thin like real thin cuts. Mm. It's really lot. crispy. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just uh it's just not a lot of meat. Yeah. And it's different. What kind of fries? They have like seasoned fries, right? Yeah, if and I'm they have mistaken. Cajun rice mm. is it cajun rice so they offer like and a little pinto bit of beans different variety so that's all louisiana style yeah i would say popeyes it's definitely if you want to get a go box which mm. is the biscuit uh tenders and tendies and i guess like a rice or or Some mashed potatoes or gravy or something yeah. like that out of the four that's the way to go if you're if you're not looking to be healthy that's the way to go Go spoil yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah Popeyes dude. was always kind of a like a forgotten place. It still is for me. There's one, you know, right down the street. Mm-hmm. There's one over closer to NC State's campus, and I always just kind of drive by. I'm never like craving Popeyes at the right time when I see it to stop by. But in college, you know, it's not good. Yeah, for in, you. yeah, but it's delicious. It's so good. In college, uh, that was like the thing. We had one. You know, you had to walk like a mile and a half to get there. But that was like your reward. You would kind of say, all right, I'm getting Popeyes today. And you would go do it and get it. And it was amazing and delicious. But that was, it was just kind of specialty. And that's, that's 
what it is for me at least. I'm not saying it's amazing or the best so on this nothing, list. There's nothing there that you're excited about. Right. I don't go. get excited to okay. go. I mean, I get excited to go once a year. <laughs> it's, you know, not something that I frequent. But Well, moving on to the other Cajun-style chicken, Church's Chicken. Gross. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't even know what that they make. That didn't make the list. Yeah. They make chicken at churches. I know, but I don't even uh, know. But Bahanglays made the list. Bojangles. A southern tradition. It is a North Carolina favorite. It is. Um, I do have to ask, have you ever had their fried chicken? Like straight up like a wing or oh, a yeah. leg or... Breast? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think... It's, so, it's got like Cajun spices inside the breading. Yeah. Like they marinate them and then fry them. But up. it's still not. It well, you can get a non-Cajun version and then you can mm. get a Cajun style. Mm. Uh, so I've got to say, I've never had their fried chicken, with the exception every time I've gone to Bojangles, I have had a Cajun chicken biscuit. Yeah, yeah. biscuit with a it's Cajun a chicken breast on the inside. It's kind of their specialty, their go-to. And then I've also had like one or two of their breakfast sandwiches with eggs and sausage. Mm-hmm. Classic breakfast fare. They used to have little chicken bites, like buffalo bites. Those were pretty good. And they were all seasoned. Like yeah, the... they were. Uh, and then they have the seasoned fries. They do. Seasoned fries. Their fries, I think, are underrated. Dirty rice. Sometimes they put a little bit too much seasoning on there because they're salty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, made me poop my pants one time. Whoa. So you haven't tried the chicken yet? Like the actual... No. You, you tried the nope. chicken sandwich and that's just... It's really fried. Not even the sand. I mean... The biscuit. Yeah, chicken biscuit. That's it. It's all I've it's had there. really fried though. I mean, it's tasty. It's good, but it's it good. Is like it's also pretty thin. I feel like yeah, it is. I agree. I think it only has like twenty nine grams of protein per eighty grams of fat. Yeah, something along 10 those grams lines. Of trans fat. It's, it's amazing. So out of the out of the four, are we? Is are we it ranking gonna, time? Are we just gonna say it at the same time? Favorite? We, oh, oh, was that? Did you hear that? No. Okay, I hit my headphones. We'll start at four. Number four. Steven's number four is... What was the first thing? KFC. That's your number four? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, it's my number four, too. <laughs> I didn't have to think about that one. Yep. Uh, number three. Uh, we're not going to even have to explain KFC. I think you, you get it. Yeah. Good it's just not our cup potatoes. of tea. Yeah. Number three. Bojangles. <sighs> I'll say, but yeah, Bojangles you is number Bojang- three. Did you have yeah. these written down? No, but Bojangles is number three. Just, just because it's so close with Popeyes, man. Yeah, and I think based on the offerings, like Bojangles, they push their biscuits big they time, do. and they push their Cajun chicken biscuits, and that's it. I've never actually had the fried chicken there, and that's I can rely on Popeyes to give me quality fried chicken when I want to eat fried chicken, and like you said, the diversity of sides there. The dirty rice, the mm-hmm. beans, the, yep. you know, you can branch out a little more, get some, you know, southern flavor. Uh, well, I should say, I guess Louisiana flavor because Bojangles mm-hmm. does have it. But, uh, yeah, so that's why Bojangles comes in at three. It's just not not quite there. Yeah, uh, they do have the Bowberry Biscuits if you have one Redeeming. of those. But it's not, it's not good enough to bring it into number two. Mm. Number two. Popeyes. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Popeye's number two, golden biscuits, and fairly fairly quality chicken. Fair, I guess it's a little bit spice. 
You can get it spicier too, right? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to try that next yeah. time. Next then, year when I go. Yeah. The one time a year. <laughs> Cheat day. <laughs> and number one, as everyone probably expected, probably expected yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Can't it's beat it. The options they have, the quality, the service, the sweet tea. I mean, you can get anything at Chick-fil-A. Now, the service... You, you can have a great day. You'll you have a great day. You bring the Chick-fil-A. service up, and we go to a specific location more frequently than any other location just based on where we work, and the service there is is fantastic. It's more automated, I guess, in the sense that you walk up and just kind of grab what you want, but if you need something custom-made, you go to the one dude that's always there, <laughs> mm-hmm. always working. Great guy, very personable. And then do you think... Now, they're trained to say, my pleasure, yep. after like everything that oh, is said yes sometimes i hear it four times in my conversation with mm-hmm. them and i'm there for a minute tops um do you think that does that impact your experience my pleasure my pleasure uh it's a little bit overly nice sometimes i guess if you're only hearing one time if you hear hey thank you for the for the help yeah. my pleasure that's it Boom. that's easy if you're doing it too much you know it's, it comes off a little bit uh robotic yeah but yeah chick-fil-a but i get the idea i get the idea behind it but yeah so service food quality options it's all there chick-fil-a man the prices are reasonable i would say for what the only negative i have for chick-fil-a not open on sundays Mm. all those days that think about how much money they're giving up so much like who i mean i cook on sundays i normally cook on sundays because i cook on sunday for like the whole week because i don't have time to cook during the week but i mean how many late night saturdays do you wake up sunday morning and you're like man i really wish chick-fil-a was open right now i would have give i just poured my money into your to your cash it's either a delicious breakfast at chick-fil-a or you're hopping in there for lunch and dinner because Mm -hmm. you know you just hit the golf course in the morning and you're getting that chick-fil-a for lunch if i had to pick one of these fast food places to like make you go to the bathroom make me go to the bathroom it would probably be bojangles (laughs) yep that will even though it came in at three and not four i do think if you want a good laxative most likely to influence your bowel movement bojangles absolutely and that leads us into what segment I think that's toilet talk. Oh, nice. Well done. Flush. Flush. So today on Toilet Talk, we're talking about flushing mechanisms. That's right. Now, this idea came to me just this week, uh, and I'll tr- we'll try posting a picture. I need to re- remember to take a picture tomorrow. It's kind of awkward taking a picture in a bathroom, but uh, there's actually a weird-looking sink in uh, the bathroom of the client that I'm currently working on. And so that gave me the idea. What about like flushing mechanisms? You see them. You use them every time you go to the bathroom. You've got levers. You've got buttons. You've got foot presses. What do you do when you're touching the handle? Does it have options for different types of flushes? You know, are you flushing solids or liquids or what's going on? So that kind of inspired us to uh, give this topic a go. So, Stephen, what do you see most often? In your flushing experiences, levers, levers. Do do you have a preferred method of flush? You mean you just you just used to a lever and you go with it. You see some automatic, some button. So you're saying if I had to choose between them? Yeah. I mean, I guess it, I guess if I could pick an automatic, I would. Just mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have to touch the handle because 
who knows whose sticky, nasty fingers have been on there. Yeah, like that guy. In, in our, yep. The guy exactly. at the law firm who works in Stinky the office Pete. across from ours, Stinky Pete. Shout out number two. I'm Gosh, tracking you. That dirt bag. He's disgusting. Uh, gave him the eye the other day. Felt uncomfortable calling him out directly for not washing his hands, but still, you know, he, he knows. We'll get there. He knows. More of a passive aggressive signposter myself. Baby steps. Wash your hands. I'm all for putting hand sanitizer above a lever. Mm. That'd be do you nice. ever do you ever do so some places have legitimate foot flushes where I seen that. where you step on a, a button and it flushes the toilet yeah that's an option and i guess i'm just thinking of other ones now i don't know if you've ever seen a pull one where it's like a, a rope is that a different country <laughs> yeah i guess I'm, i feel like i've seen oh, it in they, movies or something uh someone told me about like how you would f- in european bathrooms or like in uh some of them you would leave the room and then water would wash down the side of the wall so there would be a hole in the ground you would pee in the ground or pee in the hole or oh, whatever yeah. and then they would it would wash the entire room Jeez. like water would run down the walls and then it would just clean it that is it was wild. a self-cleaning bathroom dang so i mean i know neat. i've seen especially in europe they'll have the entire bathroom is a bathroom like it's just a spout coming out of the wall for the shower and then there's a drain in the ground so you can mm-hmm. pee in it you can do whatever and there is a traditional toilet for other use but yeah it just kind of everything flushes down but uh so you've got your foot press which I, is an I actual button those. i haven't seen this and then you've got your other foot press so you're in a stall you do your business mm-hmm. and you don't want to touch the handle oh you, oh yeah so yeah. you use your foot yep you balance that's on an one easy foot, way to break bam there you go <laughs> that's the easy way to break the lever Ugh, man so you think obviously for sanitation sanitary purposes you've got the automatic and those can sometimes be the most frustrating because yeah, sometimes they don't flush and or, then you got to push the button anyway or they flush whenever you're still in the toilet <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you, you like lean, lean over to grab some toilet paper and then it just flushes That's and you right. got you know your undercarriage is mm-hmm. getting uh splashed with uh fecal residue i'm okay with the with the ones that have the button because yeah. i usually just pop it with like my wrist like the palm or the palm of my hand of or, the, or like a like a hammer mm. instead of just like pressing on my finger just boop have you seen pop it and then unlock the door wash my hands have you seen any where they have the kind of a one-two flush system so you've got two buttons one for liquid waste or i think i've seen levers as well you know, you f- push down for liquid waste and you pull up for solid waste or something along that. those lines. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, you know, environmentally friendly. Sometimes you'll see them in public bathrooms. I know they had them where I went to undergrad. They were green handles. So obviously green going green, environmentally friendly. And then the directions were right on the, the tank of the toilet, like push down for liquid waste, pull up for solid waste. How many people do you think didn't oh, read any of I that. mean, I just pushed down every time because that's what you do yeah. when you're used to using a lever uh, toilet. You push the lever down. And so regardless of whether or not it was liquid or solid waste, you know, it was using j- only the liquid mm-hmm. amount to uh, flush the remnants down the toilet. So, you know, I was just being extra environmentally friendly. Right. Because that's how I am. The only other option I can think of is no lever 
No button. No automatic. No pulley. It's called a porta potty. Porta John. That Pe- blue liquid. Peeing into a hole. Do when you go into a porta John. Mm-hmm. So. I think when I first, I can't remember back this far, but I, I want to say like they didn't have the urinal piece in them back in the day. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, you've got your urinal option, you've got your regular uh, seat option, and then mm-hmm. you've got the mysterious blue liquid at the bottom. So when you go into a porta potty, do you use the urinal? I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to mostly because I know, mostly because normally if I'm in a porta potty, I've had alcohol <laughs> and so you know i don't want to pee all over the seat because other people have to use the bathroom uh, so i just yeah. use the urinal portion but um it's i don't know I, your your only option there is to hope you don't leave a stinker and uh <laughs> make sure there's hand sanitizer in it that's true but yeah um no flush this is not good stuff Royal Flush. Isn't that one of the company? Royal Flush. Is it should be. I it think it like is. Yeah. I'll tell you what I wouldn't flush down the toilet. This bourbon. Bam. I don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not overly This is this is like bottom rung for old Forester. Oh it is? Not necessarily for um you know, bourbons and whiskeys throughout the store right. so we're saying this is a good brand but it's not it's i wouldn't even say if it's a good it's a decent brand and they make some high end which we will get into uh you know in later episodes but this is the bottom shelf old forester if you will and did you taste anything that was different about this i thought this one was one of the easier ones on the nose so you get it up front you smell it you said earlier it was a little sweet smelling, had some vanilla hints to it in the smell. And definitely you smell it and it's doesn't hit too hard. But I took my first sip and I was a bit taken aback because of the way it smelled. I did not anticipate getting a little more aggressive on the yeah. back of the tongue. And mm-hmm. that kind of hit me and took me by surprise, turned me off a little bit. Um, but I guess when you're dealing with, it's not bottom shelf, but for Old Forester, like I mentioned, it is maybe like their bottom rung, mm-hmm. uh, and it tasted as such. Um, I would have to kind of agree with what you were saying. Is that you know you're not when you're smelling it, it doesn't, it doesn't. I guess you're you're kind of getting a different expectation than what you're actually tasting. Again, it does hit you a little bit aggressive right whenever you taste it. Uh, I would say that it's just. The taste for me, though it does taste like a classic bourbon, it doesn't really ring to my nodes. So it's not going to be a favor for me. I would still say it's above average. Slightly above average if you can. Um, I think we did Crown Royal last, and that was about as average as you can get. Mm-hmm. For me, giving it a 2.8. 2.8. 2.8. Uh, and the old Vic Master. That seems like a pretty good score. I'm going to go a little lower and give it a 2.5, which is, you know, 50%, 100% average, mm-hmm. you know, on a scale of five. Um, that's about it. 2.5. You know, if you need something cheap, you know, it's not too bad. Um, 
I did think the benchmark that we had that was like 10 bucks for the bottle previously was better. So if you're going super cheap, that's the way to go. Yeah. But so far, if you're being frugal, benchmark number eight. I don't know. And then the whole yeah, long McAfee's title. something, something, yeah, something. Insane. But yeah. So right now, this is gonna gonna be towards the bottom of our list. Not quite as low as Bird Dog, which has astoundingly taken last place and taking it for eight weeks now or maybe 10 i don't know how many weeks i have a feeling it's gonna be there for quite some time until we try some other flavored coffee porter stout (laughs) bourbon hey now watch yourself yeah whatever the most disgusting bourbon you can think of uh that's it that's it thanks for joining us that's all we got uh oh well before Vic gives his whole spiel leave a comment let us know how we're doing we need to know yeah we're not doing this for free I mean yeah we're doing it and it's costing us money (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's how this is working this is negative income and engagement here let's uh yeah reach out to us we have an email account we have a twitter we have a website talk crap to us we would love to read it yeah for sure yeah i've already addressed one such person's uh comments with a drunken rambler post wait what really the woman who reached out to us regarding our promotion of reckless alcohol behavior that's right and uh so i decided to write an article about betty ford check that out on the website uh she was huge in the movement to establish the betty ford foundation um and rehab centers where people with addiction issues can go seek help yeah good times so check that one out yeah and if you happen to think of any good whiskeys that we haven't tried yet um you know shoot us a recommendation or send us some bourbon or whiskey to try on the webs or on the episode for the episode yeah that's a good idea we had a couple people already uh send us some stuff so you know we're not shy to accepting free alcohol absolutely uh so we appreciate you guys out there supporting the podcast in any way that you can giving it a listen uh leaving a comment whatever it might be remember to subscribe to the podcast on itunes so that you can stay up to date on all of our content if you feel so inclined leave us a review on itunes or anywhere else soundcloud stitcher wherever you may find yourself listening don't forget to check out the website myshotoflife.com and give us a follow on social media at myshotoflife on twitter and instagram feel free to reach out to us through our various outlets with comments suggestions on future episode topics toilet talk topics versus topics and drinks to try and rate that's it for us today. We hope that you drink responsibly, and we hope that you... And we hope that you tune in for an episode coming up later in April, hopefully maybe beginning of May, where we're going to have some special guests on. We're going to keep teasing that as the weeks go by. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember, drinks are always better with friends. <laughs>